Welcome back to Roger Speaks, a podcast on leadership, faith, and the wrestling enthusiast. Obviously, I am not Roger, but we got we know that by now. I'm always with Roger. So, Roger, how are you today, buddy? Pedro, my friend, how are you, sir? How's it going? I'm doing good. Um, had a we literally just came back from Thanksgiving, right? It's been I'm like it's crazy. It's already two weeks after Thanksgiving, but it feels like it was just yesterday. It is, man. Time is running away, man. We're on the uh, the Christmas countdown. We're getting over the turkey hangover. Man, it's just full throttle. We're full throttle till till the holidays now. We jump from the turkey the the turkey hangover to the ham hangover, and that's my favorite one. No, the ham hangover. The ham from Christmas is ham. your favorite. I I don't. I'm not a fan of turkey at all. Oh my gosh! And folks, we are done with this podcast. We thank <laughs> you for listening. Have a great day. Are you serious? You do that? You prefer the ham over the turkey? Yes, hundred percent. Like all the time. It's so funny because Kim's parents ended up having like a, a small ham for me because they know that I don't like turkey. Oh. they're like he doesn't like turkey, so we're not gonna make we're not we're gonna make him a a, sec, a small side of ham, which was delicious. Wow! You know, somebody just heard this in their car and they just crashed their car. Hearing you say that. <laughs> This is unbelievable. Very, very sweet of Kim. Kim, by the way, for our listeners, that is uh, Pedro's wife. Yeah, his, his beloved, his much better half. Because she knows that uh, I don't like turkey, so they got her. They, she told him to make ham, and they did it, and it was delicious. Wow. Oh Kim. well, man, you're loved, buddy. So that's good. That's all I take away from that. You are a loved individual. That's good, I don't good for you. Buddy. Listen, turkey is overrated, and everyone knows that. Pedro, you're you're breaking my heart, buddy. You're you, you are breaking my heart is literally breaking into pieces right now as we speak. No, it's I'm not. Pick you... up the pieces and glue it back together. <laughs> keep it moving. Keep it going. Mm. But man, well, let me ask you this then. So with Thanksgiving, is there you being for our listeners as well? You being Brazilian, is there a typical Brazilian dish that your family partakes in? Or well, no, because Thanksgiving really isn't a Brazilian holiday, so we never really knew what Thanksgiving was until moving here in 2000. So when we moved here, that was the first time we ever heard of Thanksgiving. Um, and obviously we try to add stuff to it that really isn't part of it. So like my dad makes this um, corn casserole, with like corn, ham, and bakes it. And it's delicious, but it has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Uh, we try buying uh, those cranberry sauces because you no know, people say it's like traditional, but no one ever eats, ends up eating it and just goes to the trash. <laughs> you know my my family being from ecuador um this is going to sound weird my mom um is known to make what's known as the quote the ecuadorian stuffing it is magically delicious it does not <laughs> sound delicious when i tell you the ingredients but you just got to go with the flow oh, go with man. me on this right, okay so it. It, has, it has a bread base okay uh there's olives yeah. uh there's a uh, gizzard in there um, there's raisins in there. It's very sweet. It's almost like kind of a, kind of like a bread pudding. Okay. And bro, it's magical. Nobody likes it. I mean, I, I like it. My mom enjoys it. Of course I think my you like it. You, you were like raised on it. I, I was, I have happy memories on it. Mom used to make it as a child and I, man, I listen, as an adult, I tear it up. And so mom, mom is known for making that, um, on occasion Jeez. for the, you know, for Thanksgiving and man, it's, it's good, man. It is delicious. That's olives are gross. So uh, <laughs> there's also that. Now, how are we friends? How do we maintain <laughs> this friendship? How do we do this? I just don't like olives and, and mushrooms. Those are my two big things. Olives and mushrooms. Not a okay. Fan of those those are right. weird. Uh, but sauteed it, mushrooms though are, are are fantastic though. Uh, if you were to saute it, maybe I haven't really tried it. I just try to jump 
away from mushrooms as a whole. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Pedro, we, we are on episode two. Okay. Yeah. So last week or last time was episode one and we had the discussion. So my, my brother heard episode one and, you know, asked him what he thought. And his comment was, man, there, you are two grown men talking about baby Yoda and how cute he is. So yes, That's unapologetically. Right. Yes. We, <laughs> we believe that and here's the latest news in the world. We found out baby Yoda's name. That's right. This is the most important part of this whole podcast. It's not about leadership <laughs> or faith. It's about finding out baby Yoda's name, which is the greatest day. Uh, it was the best. It was the best like episode of all time. I enjoyed it. I'll tell you a little story about it though. We were, it was the day after Thanksgiving. And so, we were at Kim's parents' house, and we and I said, you know, I'm not going to be able to watch it on Friday like I usually do because we're not going to be home. And I knew people were going to spoil it for me. So what I did was I, I woke up really early on Friday morning, and I grabbed my iPad, and I literally just watched it on my iPad. Like, okay, let's watch it. So I knew what was going on. So I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel left out when I went on, on social media and saw everybody spoiling it for me. Which, lo and behold, like two minutes into so going on social media on Friday a- afternoon, it was spoiled for me. I'm like, okay, good. As long, but I watched it. And and for those who just do not care about this topic at all, uh, Baby Yoda's name is Drumroll. What is it? It's Grogu. Grogu. You know, in my home, I was saying Gargamel. And so for all, of course, all you 80s babies out there, <laughs> that is uh, the, the bad guy from the Smurfs. Uh, I was saying Gargamel. And and my wife, my wife Rachel was like, dude, it's not Gargamel. For me, Stop say, for say me, it was Gargamel. Goku for a while. I was like, wait, is she is she saying Goku, like the Dragon Ball <laughs> Z character? Yeah, I, the first time, like, say that again, rewind. So what was I, I had to put it on like the subtitles. Oh no, 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 it's Grogu, not Goku. Grogu. I was like, Grogu. And yeah, and Kim goes, Kim goes, I'm not calling him that. That's that's a stupid name. I'm gonna call him Baby Yoda. <laughs> And I was like, okay, that's fine. You and you every- not, I'm not calling you by your first name. That's just a dumb name. I'm not going to call you. I'm baby calling you by the name the entire world decides to call you by, even though it's not your name. But I'm going to call you Baby Yoda. <laughs> but if you, we'll, we'll see how many people name their babies Grogu. You know in what? The next two years. You wouldn't be surprised if some people start calling their kids Grogu. Oh my goodness! I kind of wanna- that was a joke. If you are hearing that, you do plan on that. Hey, I, I am not judging you, but wow. That's commitment right there. I'm pretty sure we're going to hear someone out there in this world in the next two years that's named their kid Grogu. Oh, uh, goodness. Uh, well, it's 2020. What, what else can you like? Like it, it, Nothing worse. <laughs> it can't be worse than that, right? Like, might as well. Like, it's called your kid Grogu. Like, you're the kid from 2020. Hey, listen, different folks, different strokes. If that, you know, go for it. Go for it. It could be worse. It could be worse. Could be Call your kid Anakin while you're at it. Why oh, not? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pedro, my friend, today's topic, we're talking about two keys to leading yourself, yeah. two keys to leading yourself. And, you know, it's pretty interesting because we think about leading. We often typically think about the politician, the leader, the person right. up front, the person with the title. But really, we all have, to some extent, leadership leadership is by definition influence leadership is influence nothing more nothing less so you as an individual people we as individuals we have influence over people right. uh, co-workers and people at church people in the business world and corporate world and church world family your children your grandchildren um, we have influence uh, over people we have influence over people and so therefore we to some extent are 
put in that kind of category. You know, it's interesting, John Maxwell, uh, leadership guru, John Maxwell was asked in an interview, hey, who has been the hardest person for you to lead? And his answer was me, 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 myself, and I motivating myself, getting myself going. He once said also, he continues to say in the, in the interview, if I were to kick every person most responsible for my problems, I wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. Wow. And, and, and really that, that is kind of the heartbeat of what we're talking today about Pedro about, Hey, before we influence anybody else, before we lead anybody else, we have to first lead ourselves. Right. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And it's, it's, it's not, a, and I feel like it's not only just for, leadership and leading people, but it could also be about, you know, maybe you're, you're single out there and, and, you, and you're looking for a, a special someone, but if you're not able to be, you know, be able to be content with yourself and lead, you know, I guess it goes back to the whole leading thing, leading yourself to be the best person you are, you're probably not going to find that person because you're not very good at leading yourself. Right. No, absolutely. I think the, there's, there's the, the, of course there's benefits to that, of course, and, <laughs> and, and relationships and, and, you know, so on and so forth, maybe performance for, for work, yeah. you know, um, which could lead to career advancement and so on and so forth. But really it's the challenges, uh, Pedro, just in conversation with people and especially with 2020, because let's just face it, it's been that kind of a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the going above yourself, you know, yeah. it, it, in spite of yourself, the yeah. managing you, how do you manage you? How do you rise above yourself? Cause right. really that's the thing, you know? Yeah. You know, the global leadership summit that um, I, I, I try to attend every year that, that um, the, I forget the name of the church does in Chicago, Willow, Willow Creek, Willow Creek. Willow does, Creek. Yeah. The, their big, their biggest motto is everyone has influence. And when I first started, when I first started attending, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But then as you know, the years progress, I realized, yeah, no, everyone has influence. You might not think have influence, you know, uh, the kids that I talk to at, at youth group, they don't think they have influence, but those 12th graders have a lot of influence when it comes to ninth graders, even middle schoolers, because those kids look up to them. So you're always in this cycle of having someone else looking up to you, even though you, you might think you're not someone that has a lot of influence. Right. Exactly. Right. Cause man, it's, it's nothing but influence. That's leadership. It's, it's, it's influenced by definition, influencing other people. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, you know, it is kind of a, to, to quote, um, man, uh, Spider-Man, you know, uh, <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Uncle Ben. So <laughs> a great, great, uh, uh, theologian, right. One oh, said one of the greatest theologians. Um, so, man, so let's jump in. So two keys to leading yourself. And yeah. so that that is pretty short and sweet. There are two big keys, but they're very crucial. And the leadership of self to then be leadership of others to then be able to lead others. Uh, the very first key of the two keys to leading yourself is learn followership. Ooh, big to word. learn followership. What's followership then, I guess, is the follow-up question. <laughs> Great question. Great question. So followership by definition is learning how to follow. You, you have the ability to follow. So uh, great leaders once learned how to be great followers. And, mm, uh, and I think uh, that really hinges that very key of, of being a servant leader, being above and beyond, going above and beyond, going above the call of duty. Uh, that individual really understands the the art of of following well. In order to lead well, you'd have to learn to follow well. Uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen uh, once said in the quote, "Civilization is always in danger when those who have never learned to obey are given the right to command. Oh. So only a leader who has learned to follow well can then begin to lead well." Yeah, wow, that's really good. 
So what happens, Pedro, as a result, if somebody who has not learned to follow well finds himself in like, uh, it's a cycle, a vicious cycle of destruction. So those leaders who have not followed well first tend to be right off the bat, they tend to be very prideful. They think that their way is the best way, that they have it figured it out. They have things figured out, that they have mastered things Mm, that, man, if only this individual knew what I knew. And so pride begins to creep into the heart of that individual. Once you're past that stage of pride, you go into the second stage of just having unrealistic expectations. Um, Since that person who has not learned to follow well, since their leadership has been untested and tried, they have unrealistic expectations. And so what happens that creeps in and then you have the very critical spirit. And so the critical spirit of nothing is ever pleasing to them, never satisfied in things. And and of course, in life, we are to always have critical eyes, always have critical eyes. There's always a way to do things better. But the key is, is to have critical eyes, but to make sure you don't have a critical heart. Because once you have that critical heart, man, that is just a lousy place to be. And by the way, if you do struggle with a critical heart, if you're listening to this and you kind of think to yourself, nobody's noticed, my friend, everybody's Everyone noticed. Knows Everybody it. knows. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of, it, it reeks, if you will. People begin to take note. Yeah. So those individuals struggle with being prideful. They struggle with being unrealistic. Lastly, the third cycle, part of that cycle is that person tends to be very rigid they tend to be very rigid. They're very inflexible. Uh, One of my favorite quotes of all time, Pedro, I heard this, this is a keeper, a guy by the name of Michael McGriffey. He's the doctor. He once said, this is the 11th commandment. Okay. He says this, blessed are the flexible for they shall not be bent out of shape. (laughs) Blessed are the flexible for they shall not be bent out of shape. And so that, that to me, that's just, that's just life. I mean, that's just 2020. That's just everyday circumstance. Cause you know, you want to plan, you want to have your A through Z, your ABCs, your, your, your I's dotted, your cross, your T's crossed and have everything in order. But a lot of times life doesn't go that way. You got to learn to bend the knees and be a little flexible. Yeah. And I think it's, I think too, is it's really cool that, you know, that this is the second episode and we're talking about leadership, but those three points that you just brought up on the first, on the first section of learning to follow, being prideful and realistic and rigid, Always it also goes back to what we talked about in episode one about worrying because if you're so unrealistic, you're expecting so much out of people or so much out of yourself that you become worried that you're not doing the best you can to to your abilities because you you don't know how to lead well and you don't know how to you know tell people how to do things because it's my way or the highway. Right, right. It's the the uh, the. The my way or the highway mentality, because what happens with inflexibility is the, the, you know, the, the rigidness, you stop listening. Yeah. You, you just have stopped listening. And that really is not just the downfall of, of the individual, but downfall of families, of organizations, of companies, of, you know, uh, churches, unfortunately, that's when it begins to really crumble once people stop listening. That's right. You know, and, and I think those points that you made are so good. And I'm, if you if you don't know how to follow, you're never gonna learn how to lead. It's it, it reminds me of those the those not not a meme, but like a, a photo I've seen on Facebook or Twitter, whichever one it is, of you know the difference between a leader and um like a good leader and a bad leader. Like the good leader saying like he's sitting on his little desk and pointing at the people and making them do the stuff, and a real good and an, an actual leader is telling the people to do stuff while they're doing it with them. So their employees or their people that work with them 
respect them more than just oh I fear them like then it's not just fear that they're out of respect they respect because they actually think that person is a good person all right absolutely the servant leadership is is that key component of coming alongside of doing life together not sitting in the ivory tower not just you know cracking the whip as they would say yeah but really doing life and coming alongside and creating that 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 culture creating that environment right fostering that culture of, of, of encouragement, of affirmation. Now, of course, there's expectations. Of course, mm-hmm. somebody doesn't meet the expectation. It's, it's, it's important to come alongside and to help someone meet those marks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but man, just, it, it just, you, you've seen it. Uh, maybe you've been in that kind of environment. Maybe the a listener, you have listened to this and maybe you've seen this creep into your office environment. You've seen this creep into your home, your family, your church. And really, the, the it starts with you. <laughs> it starts with your critical heart. It starts right. with you beginning to listen and learning to be flexible. So, Pedro, we talked about that first key being to learn followership. The second one, which right. is just as important, seek accountability. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seek accountability. Here's the reality. People who lead themselves know a well-known secret that they can't trust themselves. You can't trust yourself. Uh, a mentor once told me, Roger, um, you're always one step away from stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're always one step away from disaster. Um, the reality is uh, good leaders know that power can be seductive. Uh, they understand that their own fallibility is prevalent. It, I mean, it could happen. It could, it could definitely happen in their future. To be a leader and deny uh, that this is true puts you in great, great danger. Yeah. Um, noteworthy. When you see a good man, think of emulating him. When you see a bad man, examine your heart. Because really, when you see somebody fall, and as we see in our world, politicians, pastors, business people, celebrities, whoever fall, it's juicy. People always talk about it. It's all over the news. (laughs) It's on social media. And man, you just, man, did you hear about so-and-so? And it just seems like in every hour or so, you hear somebody. I know it to the, to the listening audience, you, you and I, you currently living in South Florida. Uh, I used to live in South Florida prior, prior to moving to central Florida to Lakeland to pastor yeah. the church I'm currently at, um, man, in South Florida, we had two major pastors fall mm-hmm. Yeah, within a span of a couple months a within a year. And then, and, and everyone, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Cause if you, if that happens to you, right. If that happens to, let's say a church, we're talking about pastors that happens to a church. Um, it's important that the church, it's based on what on the gospel and not on on a pastor. Cause if, if, if for example, a church like that was, would be based on whatever the pastor is doing, this pastor falls, well, what happens to the church? Right. Yeah. And the community watching and the individuals involved, yeah, you, your fall always affects other people. Yeah. It, it does. It never just affects a person who fell. It affects their family. It affects their organization. It affects their company, their, their team, their church, uh, you know, their marriage, their children, you know, it affects everyone that's around in that circle. So man, this, this is something that we really, really, really must take to heart. Uh, Harry Truman, uh, when he was inaugurated, he was sworn in to be president uh, April 12th, 1945, 7 PM on a Thursday was about to be sworn in as the president. Uh, A gentleman by the name of Sam Rayburn, he was speaker of the house was very close to President Truman. He pulled him aside and he gave him some fatherly advice. He said to him, uh, Harry, this is Sam speaking to Harry. Harry, from here on out, you're going to have a lot of people around you. They'll try to put a wall around you and cut you off from any idea but theirs. They'll tell you what a great man you are. But Harry, 
you and I both know that isn't true. Yeah. And that's just, that's just a great reminder of, man, I need to watch and examine my own life. I need to learn to be that follower. Yeah, I need to learn followership and servant leadership. But a key component of leading myself is accountability around me, building that the team, building accountability partners around in my life. Yeah, I mean, Roger, I think, I think when, you're, when, when we're talking about leadership and, and seeking accountability and learning to follow, to, to learning followership, uh, to me, I, I start thinking about, as a, if, if I'm listening to this right now, it's okay. I understand what you're saying, but how do I do it? You know, how do I practically start doing this better? Like maybe, maybe you are, you know, self-analyzing um, and you realize, hey, I, I am following, I'm, I am falling in one of these two categories of being prideful, unrealistic, rigid, or, or whatever it may be. How do I move from this and 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 do some, become a servant leader and not just a guy that sits on his desk and telling people what to do. That's great. Yeah. Change the, change the focus off of self to others to notice, to walk into a room, walk into a situation and say, Hey, how can I better improve this? Yeah. How, how can I be the most encouraging person in the room? How can I be the person instead of offering criticism to offer a solution? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's right there. Once you begin to shift that way of, of, of thinking the old, the old, you know, the old saying back in the mid nineties, remember what would Jesus do? Right. <laughs> what would Jesus do? He would serve. He would roll up his sleeves. He, yeah. he washed his disciples feet. Yeah. Jesus being God <laughs> washing his disciples feet, you yeah, know, that, learning that, to yeah. wash people's feet, learning to serve. Um, on the other and uh, on the accountability, practically, how do we do that, man? And I, and I would, especially if you're listening today, you're listening right now, and maybe you're a high school student, a college student, maybe you're a, a young adult. So maybe you're from, you know, 24 to 30. If that's your age demo and you're listening to this, man, you must have mentors in your life. Yeah, You have to have what I like to say, old guys and dead guys, <laughs> old guys and dead guys. You need to have those old guys, those mentors you go to. Seek a mentor, seek somebody who's a little bit further ahead from you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to take some initiative. You got to be bold. You got to go ask Um, whether that's in written form. I would encourage you to pick up the phone, do it face to face. If you can, Um, I have benefited from that tremendously. Sometimes a mentor says yes right away. And by the way, when somebody's offering to mentor you, that does not mean they spend every hour, you know, every day of the week or once a week with you for the rest of your lives. Sometimes a mentor is in your life for a season. They're in for a a brief moment, maybe a year or two for a project or for, you know, a season of your life. Uh, One time I offered, I went to an individual to ask for mentorship. He mentored me for three months. And it was life changing, yeah. totally life changed. It catapulted a lot of what the things I was working on in my life and ministry. One guy I went to and I asked him for two years. So it took two years to get a yes from this guy. Oh, wow. He mentored me for one year. It was career changing. It was life changing. Uh, changed my dynamic as a married individual, as a leader. And man, it's it's just it's it's as they say, it's left a mark on my life. Right. Uh, but man, you got to be bold. You got to go out. I mean, the worst thing somebody can ever tell you. You ready? No. <laughs> so you're still alive, right? You haven't disintegrated. You haven't evaporated. Yeah. So man, you got to find those mentors. Find the old guys. Find some dead guys. Man, I would encourage you if you're listening to this podcast today, be a reader. <laughs> be a reader. What does it say about you reading is that you're always growing, you're growing, you're learning, you're maturing, you're advancing, but man, set up that personal board of directors. Who are those people around you in your life 
they're going to ask you the tough questions. Who's going to push you? Yeah. Who's going to be there to encourage? Cause you need that, but also who's going to be there to pull you aside and say, Hey, look, I love you. You missed the mark on this. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's help you do this a little bit better. So we all need that. We all need the personal board of directors. Yeah. So what would you suggest? I think you met, you touched on it a little bit, but what, what would you suggest for, for so, so you're mentioning the board of a quote unquote board of directors and you mentioned old guys and dead guys, but really realistically, what would you say? Like, Hey, what, age range would you suggest these people be well i don't think it can be age it can be somebody who's older than you i mean it doesn't have to always be years ahead of you i will look at it if you're looking at this from practically of where you are in your season of life maybe somebody who's a season or two ahead of you okay so that doesn't mean necessarily mean okay you're in your 20s man i gotta look for somebody in my 50s you know and not necessarily saying that i'm saying to find somebody that's a little bit ahead of you, especially if you're listening to this and you are that young adult age, you are the emerging leader um, mm-hmm. to find somebody maybe who is in your, in your niche and your career that's done it ahead of you and ask them, Hey, how, how did you get to where you are? What are some of the mistakes that you've made? How can I avoid them? How can I be growing and, and getting myself ready to get to this place? I, I aspire to do this. How do I get there? Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean somebody who's older, maybe somebody who's a little bit ahead of you. Got it. That makes more sense. And, 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 and in that way, kind of maybe like maybe if it's a, it's a high school kid looking for someone who is graduating college to like, hey, how did you go through college? How did you get through college? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and even a high school student going to, you know, a college student, you know, even to have that young adult, maybe that that person. and and maybe somebody a little bit older too. But I think the point is, is to find those individuals and also on the flip side, be willing to be one of those individuals. Yeah. Be willing to be one of those individuals when asked, when approached, it's a great honor when somebody approaches you to do that uh, and to be willing to pour out and to give, you yeah. know, to, to, to be that person that just doesn't take, but also gives as well. Yeah. I think, and I also think the key to this too, is when you're setting up your, your team, right. That that's going to be, you know, you're your accountability team don't make it people who are your friend all your friends because those people are just going to tell you what you want to hear you know they're going to say yes do it yes you're amazing yes you're the greatest of all time do it do it do it and that's usually not always the case <laughs> not always no <laughs> i mean that person and, and when you're doing this when you have them on your board you're giving them permission to be honest with you yeah so you you got to first of all you going to someone to ask them to do this, man, that takes some letting down of your pride, right? So once you have them in the boardroom, if you will, once you have them in your life to do that, you have to be humble enough to take the criticism. You have to be humble to take a little bit of that feedback. And boy, that's painful. Uh, It's painful to be called on things like that. Uh, But man, the benefit of it, Pedro, life-changing, life-changing. Yeah, Yeah, the feedback is the most important part. And I think that's the part that nobody really is expecting or wanting. They think it's nice to have the, the, the quote unquote, you know, accountability partners. Once the rubber meets the road, they go, Oh yeah, I don't want, I don't need you really to, to keep telling me what I'm doing wrong. Like, ah, I'm okay. Thank you. Right. And, and you know, some of these folks, um, you, you could have people that, that change seats that change the role in and out and, and, you know, not right. everybody's there for a lifetime. Really. Mm-hmm. You could have somebody in your life do that for a season to do it for a year in my case, that one guy who did it for two or three months, you know, who was just speaking in and was very gracious to give me his time. 
Um, but man, that's, that's something that could be very vital when you get to that place to be humble, to receive that. Yeah. So it takes, it takes a lot of also learning to become a follower before you know, becoming a leader. And like you mentioned a little bit earlier, leaders are readers. And I think, I don't know where I hear that from. It may, maybe it's like Greg Rochelle or something like that, but you're right. If you're not reading books and, and, and things like that, like to learn, to grow, it's it not, you're not growing. And it's not just reading these like f- um, fiction books. It's like actual books on, on how to you know, be a better leader or, or things like that. Um, that definitely helps on your quest, if you will, of becoming a better leader. Absolutely. And really the, the main objective is being more like Jesus. I think once you, once you're learning that really that sanctification process of you being coming more like Jesus in your life and your, and your actions and the way that you treat others and the way that you lead and the way that you influence and the way that you receive that criticism and the way that you grow. I mean, that's overall the main objective, right? Yeah. And it's, it, and it goes back to that old 90s saying, what would Jesus do? I, I, I use that all the time. I, use, I mean, it's funny and, and it's, it's, by, by the way, I have like, Three or four different colors of that bracelet. I got to right, tell you, I, yeah. had that, I had that thing everywhere. <laughs> Every, like, yeah, like four, like that was the cool thing before the Livestrong bracelets, for sure. But that that, that saying, I live to, to that saying today, even though people think it's corny. But like, hey, we'll do this, and I think, and I think to myself, if one of the things before I start to do, I say yes or something to things. It's like, what would Jesus do? Like, would that something that he would, he would do? Like, I'm not gonna go out there and do things that you know I'm, I know that won't be glorifying to Jesus at the end of the day. And I don't want to be there out there doing things that, you know, it's not Christ-like. So it goes back to, and it all ties into leadership at the end of the day. Because Jesus was, as we mentioned earlier, a perfect example of a servant leader. And oh, man. If, you, if, if, we're not, if we're not following that, what else do we need? Like, you got to get that going first before trying to figure out what else to do. Right, Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the follow me as I follow Christ, right? This, yeah. Setting the model, setting the example in your life. Absolutely. But yeah, I know Roger, those are amazing points that you brought up about leading keys to leading yourself and you know, a learn followership and seek accountability. Those two things are very important for people right now looking to that leadership to become a leader. So that would wrap up our second episode of Roger speaks. Uh, had a great time with you, Roger today. Uh, it's very, very good stuff that we're learning here. And again, if you guys are listening to us on on on, pod, on, on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, we're coming out soon. Spotify right now and anchor.fm slash Roger Speak. Roger, land, uh, I'm landing the plane, but like talk to the people as well. Let them know what you think. Hey, listen, always remember, eat more turkey, <laughs> eat less ham. <laughs> and that is, the, that is the leadership thing to take away from today. Eat more <laughs> turkey. Well, no, in, all, in all seriousness, um, you know, those two keys are very important. And yeah, if you guys need, if you guys want to reach out to us, um, Roger's, in, ask Roger, how can, how can they reach you? I guess is the word. Yeah, that's a great question. Hey, you can reach out to me. I'm on social media. I'm on, of course, Facebook, Instagram. Love for you to, to follow us and to follow me. I'm, I'm pastoring a church at Edgewood Baptist Church. Uh, EBC Lakeland is our website. And uh, man, feel free to email us there. Uh, we can follow up with you, answer any questions you have. Man, any way that we can support you, any way that we can encourage you, please uh, reach out to us at churchoffice at ebclakeland.com. We'd love to reach out to you. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, that'll wrap it up for today. Roger, thank you for joining me. And we'll be back next week. See you guys soon. Bye-bye.